The Trilogy Podcast with Vin and Scott. Three movies, two men, one podcast. Mary, tell me where you hold me. When wrong will you scold me? When lost will you find me? But they told me I meant to be faithful and walk but not able and fly till the end, but I'm only human. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you had to know when you clicked on the Free Willy episode, you'd be hearing this song, huh? Da, 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 da. Yeah. It's really, yeah. It's strange to hear a Michael Jackson song for a kid's movie, and yes, in hindsight, this is uh, inappropriate, really. Well, the I'm River sh- of Jordan. I mean, I'm not even sure what that means. I don't know either. I think it's nonsense. You know what? We should purify the souls of ourselves and those listening by breaking down exactly who we are. Ladies and gentlemen, we are the Trilogy Podcast, the only podcast in the universe devoted strictly to trilogies. No reboots, no straight-to-cable. We're bringing you facts, debate, trivia, and more to hell with the movie, If They Made Four. Yes. That's our motto, Scott. Maybe we can just kind of work this Michael Jackson song out of our system here. Yes. Uh, It's the Free Willy Trilogy. And now we can... Turn this off. Yes. Thank God. Oh, That's okay. enough of that. Whew. All right. Woo. Hopefully we won't have to hear any more Michael Jackson for the rest of the podcast. Good luck with that because. Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a lot of faith Whoa. in what you just said. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we chose Free Willy for this episode, guys. Oh, I'm Vin, by the way. And I'm Scott. We often forget to introduce ourselves. We've talked to you so many times before. Right. In exactly this setting. But I sense that you're probably attracted to the Free Willy title and you're listening for the first time. So, yes. This is who we are. Obviously, you're a big whale nerd. (laughs) You just had to check it out. You love oceanography. (laughs) And who doesn't? No one. (laughs) Um, We picked this one because we're free now. It's the summer. Yes. In our part of the country, the Northeast... People are kind of freeing themselves. They're going to the beach where they might see what? Whales. Okay. Okay. And often because they've been quarantined so long, they're fat and disgusting like whales. And as they go out and they're freed. They're beaching. They're they're, they're breaching. They're both beaching and breaching because they're so fat from eating so much from the quarantine. Yes. So it's all interconnected. As always, we try and interconnect our episodes with what's going on in the universe. Yes. You know what? Shut this fucker down. We're done. That's all you even need to hear. Okay, that's the episode, everyone. Take down the lights. (laughs) So now, usually, Scott, Trilogy Bot is the one that tells us what kind of trilogy we have. Yeah, yeah. But he's been especially surly as of late. Yes, insulting. So I really, I decided to give him a break. All right, good. And I, well, you're really enthusiastic over there. Okay, (laughs) I'm sick of him. I'm just sick. I know you don't like him. Um. And I have a special guest who is who's Ooh. decided to record for us exactly what kind of trilogy this is. Who's it going to be? It's very exciting.
just what he said. A little something for the kids. Yes. It's that kind of a trilogy, a kids trilogy. It's kids fair, for sure. Of course. We like to alternate when we do our kids trilogies between animated and live action. Yeah. So last time we did uh, Kung Fu Panda. Right. Before that, we did uh, Mighty Ducks. So we're back to a live action kids film, but this is obviously made for children. And we actually have a lot of um, kids trilogies that we have to cut through. So yes. it's good to get through another one of these. All yes. right. So let's do plots now. They should probably be pretty simple, Scott. Yes, they, they are. I mean, a fucking whale. simple tale about a whale. Just you know? get to it. I can't. We're really moving right along I'm today. I'm sorry. Yeah, let me let me jump into it because we, we should, we should yeah, stay ready. on track here. And go. Okay, let me just get the, get it up here. Okay. All right, here we go. And uh, Scott's Plots. Scott's Plots. Scott's Plots. Their Plots. So I had to throw it in. What the fuck? Wait a second. Is that a is that an orca tapping at my window in New York City because of that song? Seriously, enough kidding around. I'm sorry. Here we go. Uh, So these are the plots. What I do here, I give you a very uh, bare bones kind of just not really detail oriented version. Quick overview of the plot. So if you've never seen the films, this will sort of familiarize you with them. And if you've seen them before and don't feel like watching them, and hey, I don't blame you, uh, (laughs) I've got you covered here. All right. So. We started all off with, of course, Free Willy. 1993. In the ocean, a family of whales is attacked by whalers, and they capture one and send it to an amusement park. Meanwhile, in Seattle, a street kid abandoned by his mom gets caught by the cops defacing the whale tank at the amusement park. That street gang doesn't represent any street gang we've ever seen. <laughs> no. You know, they're akin to the street gang from The Mighty Ducks. Yeah. But these are really like... It does like, like poop-style pranks on each other. But these guys are really like criminal. I think two or three of them even had a dirty smudge on their nose. <laughs> uh, Oliver, you know, yeah. style. Gotta pick a pocket or two style. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely an outturned pocket here yeah. or there. Like. A perfectly multiracial gang that doesn't exist anywhere on Earth. Yeah. How did you find each other? Yeah. Like, White kid, Spanish kid, black kid white girl like it's let's join forces yeah with our powers combined (laughs) we'll grift all of seattle (laughs) meanwhile in seattle a street kid abandoned by his mom gets caught by the cops defacing the whale tank at the amusement park and is placed in a foster home and forced to work at the amusement park cleaning the graffiti it looked like they were going into the most nondescript place and suddenly there's a whale in front like of it was them. the bat cave they yeah. just stumbled upon like wow look at this place is there am i looking at a giant whale Let, right now let's spray paint everywhere there's no kid that would instinctively when suddenly seeing an orca yeah still fucking graffiti the front of it no little kids fuck you in the orca no seriously come on You'd try to befriend him immediately. Or at least just keep running away like a normal <laughs> Right, person. or ignore the orca yeah. and keep moving. Holy shit, a whale, let's go. <laughs> That's cool, gotta yeah, go. Yeah, the cops are coming. The street kid meets the whale, who has been uncooperative with the rest of the staff, and they hit it off. The street kid teaches the whale some tricks, and the whale's keeper and his trainer offer the street kid a job. Don't forget that the whale actually saves the kid's life. And the kid falls into the water and the whale pushes him up. That was what I meant when I said hitting it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we will watch. They care about it. We'll each see other. Willie continue to save humans, just pushing people yeah. around with his big head. Somehow the human rolls up and he's saved. Yeah. You're not saving anybody. Kid's like, 
you saved my life. The whale doesn't understand that. Kid, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> there are many times that I just imagined the whale talking and the movie would have been so much better. Me too. <laughs> I imagine the exact same thing. The amusement park's owner, who has been losing money on the whale, decides to build a show around the whale, but on the first day, the whale gets pissed off at all the kids banging on his tank and he refuses to do tricks and charges the glass damaging the tank really a buzzkill there really a big build-up for that show yeah and it falls apart it's terrible good good <laughs> fuck you <laughs> fuck whales uh, and the kid's like willie what's wrong with you willie's like i'm freaking out man they're bagging <laughs> on the tank i'm freaking out down here i don't have what it takes man are i the, can't do it where are the guards at this <laughs> tank isn't the one of the biggest things that you're told at any aquarium is don't Hit the glass. Yeah. It's like the theme of safety. Right. There's no guard down there that's like, stop it. Yeah. We're in the middle of a show. We're in the middle of a show right now. Yeah. Stop. Knock it off. When? why are you down there? The show's about to it's, begin. What are you looking at? Come up here. Please, Willie, please. It's freaking me out. Man. <laughs> Just tell everyone to back off. Tell them to back off. <laughs> the street kid is embarrassed and plans to run away. The street kid visits the whale and sees him calling to his whale family outside of the park. The street kid also discovers the owner's men deliberately destroying the whale's tank in an attempt to murder him for insurance money. Look, the whole setup with the evil, you know, whale owners. Yeah. It, first of all, when you bring Michael Ironsides in, right. you know we're talking evil here. We'll get <laughs> yeah. to him. He's, he's evil. The second you see him, you're like, he's oh, the bad guy. He's the bad guy, <laughs> and he's unhappy. He's sneering. He's like, they show him earlier on, they do something with a seal, and he looks and he's like, these fucking seals yeah. <laughs> i can't make money on these i hate seals yeah he, his face is pure I really hates that it's, whale yeah, like, it's pure Jesus. hatred he hates all of it <laughs> well who thinks they can make a lot of money on 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 oceanic shows yeah. and seal shows whale well, shows well, i had a whale fall off the back of a truck and i just grabbed hey, it and i figured hey i gotta i gotta make a whole show around it that's how you gotta give it a shot yeah hey <laughs> The trainer, the keeper, and the street kid decide to save the whale and reunite him with his family. With the help of street kid's foster parents, they are able to get the whale to the water just as the owner and his men arrive. While everyone else holds off the owner's men, the street kid convinces the sluggish whale to move. Just as the owner's men cut off the whale's escape with boat, the street kid realizes the only way he can escape is to jump over a wall. So he says goodbye to the whale, and the whale jumps over the street kid to freedom. And that's your iconic shot. That's yes. what everyone remembers from this film. The climax, basically, is jumping over. I guess it's a, a rock wall, a jetty. And boy, is it inspirational. And of course, it ends with the, will you be there? Yeah. The actual Michael Jackson video is worse than that. There's like him and like uh, maybe like 500 kids standing on stage all singing. I don't even remember that video, really. Yeah. Because this song was pretty big at the time. Yeah. Insanely enough. R yeah, for real. It wasn't just the, known for the movie. You ready to rock into the second one? Yes, I am. All right, do it. And we have uh, Free Willy 2, The Adventure Home. 1995. Two years later, the street kid has been adopted by his foster parents, and they're planning a camping trip. But before they leave, the street kid finds out his mom died, and he has a half-brother who his parents are also taking in. A lot of heavy-duty information right there. Right at the, the top. That the kid has to absorb. Yeah. And it's that quick. Oh, they really get right to it. On the trip, Street Kid visits the whale keeper, falls for his goddaughter, and is reunited with the whale. 
and his miserable new half brother is tagging along through this whole process. Yes, annoying everyone. Elvis, upsetting Which everyone. Sounds like a better whale name than a child name. The street kid and the goddaughter meet and swim with the whale's whole family. You get to a point, Scott, in this movie where you're tired of the endless montages of people interacting and swimming with whales, being with whales. Good God, it couldn't be more boring. It takes the whole majesty out of what we're doing here. Right. Maybe you keep one in per movie and it's like, oh, wow, this is the real set piece. Something with a whale up close. They're touching the whales. Yeah. By the time we get to this movie and the second one, the he's in he's, the whales letting him ride him. It's it's insanity yeah. here. The girl's amazed. Well, I mean, also you know part of that is because this is the animatronic whale in the yeah. second one. So there's no fear of putting this kid who has no experience with whales just jumping on top of that thing. And I like this part because he goes and he stalks the girl to where she's just kind of in the cove hanging out. It's a double stalk too because then his little brother Elvis is stalking, stalking him, them. and it's like a double. And that's, and that's how he gets what? to the girl. He's like, look at how cool i am with this whale let me just show you yeah let me just pop this shirt off <laughs> get in with this whale let me just amaze you by how close i am to this whale i she's like holy shit wow how do you know that whale here's a vhs copy of the last movie watch <laughs> this great song by mj it'll on there you're really gonna love it'll it it'll explain all of this something about the river jordan i don't know i don't know we're in the <laughs> pacific northwest <laughs> not even close <laughs> meanwhile an oil tanker is running late and runs aground in the cove where the whales are and the whale and his two siblings become trapped by oil, and the whale's sister is sick. It seems like the one whale <laughs> swims through the oil on purpose. Like, it could have avoided the oil. <laughs> Whee! It goes right through the yeah. oil. I, I'm sorry. It's just, why is the whale there? Why is the whale always where it shouldn't be? Yeah, just always in the way. The CEO of the oil company promises to help reunite the family but actually intends to sell the whales to amusement parks. The half-brother runs away and happens to overhear this plan and then rushes back to warn everybody. And you have this whole background story where the little brother feels like he's not accepted by the new parents. He's running away because of that, too. You have that going yeah. on, and it's like... Just not getting enough attention. Every single movie after the first one needed, like, another new cute little boy because the main boy was growing up so quickly. And right. I mean, he was never really cute. Meanwhile... The whale keeper and street kid make a Native American medicine and feed it to the whale's sister, curing her. At least we're learning about a new culture. I have never heard in my life of Native Americans being so associated with whales. I mean, I'm sure, I mean, I guess a specific up in, up in Alaska, tribes, sure. like in the in, you know, Inuit tribes. That area, you know, I, Seattle. I, and... I, don't, I never just never heard of that. So I, yeah. I suppose it exists, of course, but my man is really deep into whale. The CEO tries to extract the whales when the half-brother arrives and reveals his true intent. The oil catches fire, and street kid, half-brother, and goddaughter steal a boat and lead the whales to safety, but find themselves trapped by flame. Dear God, the ocean's on fire! <laughs> The water is on fire now. <laughs> the top of the water's on fire. How are they going to... Oh, they're going to go under it? Oh, okay. The movie, yeah. The movie becomes just uh, becomes a rescue mission at that point. There's no... Yeah. And you know that Willie will involve himself in the rescue. Kid drops from like 100 feet unharmed back into the ocean. Yeah. So that Willie can 
nose him up to the surface. <laughs> yeah, I love that part too. Like, oh no, what's going to happen to him? I know like, exactly what's going to happen to him. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what happened to him. The three are rescued by a helicopter, but Street Kid falls back in the water only to be saved by the whale. Street Kid thanks the whale, says his goodbyes, and the whale rejoins his family. The half-brother tells Street Kid that their mom loved him, and the parents adopt half-brother. This was infuriating to me. (laughs) Why are you holding back the picture of this kid's mother? Uh, First of all, why wasn't the first thing the kid said to him, tell me everything about my mother? Yeah. And if the kid's like, Torito, I'm from New York, I'm lying, I'd be like, tell me every fucking thing about my mother, asshole. I will beat the shit out of you. Ultimately, <laughs> the fact that he held out a, not only information, but a picture yeah. of the mother. And that he had torn it up. I would have knocked him out yeah, right there. That's I really a sad would've. ending to that movie. I really would have. It was ridiculous. Yeah. No, trust me. There's nothing sad about that movie coming to an end. <laughs> no, no, you're right. Everyone rejoiced. Yeah. All right, let's go to three. Uh, Yes, moving right along to Free Willy 3, The Rescue. 1997. All these movies with a colon, like telling us what's going to happen in this Free Willy movie. This is a good place to to mention this. You'll notice that every subtitle applies to all the movies. (laughs) Yeah, it's It's always an adventure home. Yeah. It's always some sort of rescue. In the United Kingdom, they don't even call the second one Free Willy. It's called Willy 2 because nothing is freed. No one is freed from anything. <laughs> so you're exactly yeah. right. All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Plot. Third one. Free Willy 3, The Rescue. Two years later, the street kid takes a job with the whale keeper on a whale research ship. Meanwhile, a small boy joins his dad on his whaling ship and learns his dad kills whales for money when he attacks the whale and his family. Awesome. I immediately began rooting for the whaler. <laughs> Through the whole film. He's got a great mustache, I'll tell you that. I'm going to talk more about that whaler later. That guy is no joke. He's been in some hardcore films as an evil villain, yeah. Yeah, he looked familiar. Yeah. The boy falls overboard and is saved by the whale. Meanwhile, thanks to a beacon Street Kid put out, the whale finds him and they pull a spear out of his tail. All things considered, I could do without the entire whaling research vessel and the kid from the first two movies and this could just be about the whalers it would be a better movie that's the interesting part of the movie that's the moral dilemma so every time we go back to this research vessel i'm like what the hell i think cares a lot of times in the sequels there's a lot of like you could have taken this whole plot line out and i wouldn't have cared really like like if you take out the whole little brother plot line in the second one who cares yeah in this third one too you take that little kid out of there who cares why is there a little kid yeah but at least they Attach the little kid not so much to the kid from before like they did in the second movie, but to a new family, a new dilemma, a whaling father. The guy's like, I'm a whaler. It's on my blood. Who's a whaler? What are you talking about? (laughs) Who whales anymore? Really? Maybe. Maybe I could buy this. Again, if you were in like some in Inuit in Alaska or or a a Japanese, you know, people that still whale. Who whales? Yeah. I also think it's funny. You've been whaling this long, and this is the first time you'd ever thought, like, maybe we could use, like, a beacon of some kind that could attract the that whales. That could lure like, whales. You just r- fucking drive through the ocean and fucking spear whatever you see. But you know like, what? That, that presumes that the suggestion of this 16-year-old and his dumb idea with his, his looping of the harmonica sound is yes. brilliant. Yeah. To the point where marine biologists are like, holy shit, this fucking kid's smarter than I am. Yeah. Loop yeah. it. It's great. Boy, I never thought of that. Yeah. 
actually talk to them. At least by this third movie, the, the, the scientist is like, yeah, I have a degree. Asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, back off, you snotty. In the first one, Lori Petty's like, Yeah, great idea. I don't know shit. <laughs> the kid's well, like, Here, I'll, learn this from me. I just met talked to the whale for the first time. She actually at one point when they're when they're uh freeing Willie, she's like, they're bringing him down. She's like, Yeah, bring him down nice and slow. Watch his pecs. It's just one of those I feel like Lori Petty's like, That's right. I researched some stuff about whales. <laughs> I know a little bit. The whale leads street kid and whale keeper back to the whaling ship. But without any proof, they can't do anything. The whaling ship decides to steal the beacon signal and heads back to port to prepare it. The street kid meets the boy, realizes he does not approve of his dad's job, and tries to get information out of him. Street Kid is able to find a spear on board the whaling ship that matches the one they took out of the whale's tail. The son of the whaler has a ridiculous moral conundrum where he's like, my daddy's doing something wrong, but he's my daddy. No kid that age would ever question his father. Right. Ever. <laughs> ever. Yeah. He wouldn't think of it that way. Yeah. He wouldn't. It just, it wouldn't What did you think he did when he went out on the boat? And he doesn't, the dad doesn't even seem to think it's right. He's just like, that's what you do when you're no, a whaler. Coming. I would prefer if he wasn't an illegal whaler at all, if he was some sort of real licensed whaler, and that was the moral thing. I think it's corny when they make him evil, you know, and they're like, oh, it's, it's black market sushi or whatever the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> whatever, yeah. whatever that is. Street Kid is able to find a spear on board the whaling ship that matches the one they took out of the whale's tail, but their boss won't do anything about it. Come so, on! So they steal his boat and go after the whalers. The boy jumps overboard to stall his father, giving Street Kid and Whale Keeper time to arrive. They try to tell the whalers to stop, but when it's clear they won't, Street Kid rams their boat, sending Whaler Dad into the water. That's this kind of like... I just close my eyes for the dream weave a trade. He's bobbled around. He's got a knife. The, the, the whale hits him. The knife falls. Then a net is involved. He's bobbled around with the net. He comes up. He's netted with it's so peculiar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they also do like, they do this a few times in the movies and it's kind of like off putting, but they do like a. Uh, a slow motion fall into the water for yeah. him there. Like, yeah. oh, it's it's four feet. He's four feet from the water. Like, <laughs> It's not a cruise ship. Yeah. I just have to mention now that in all of these movies, adults are taking the suggestions of children way too seriously. Not only in the first two movies are these foster parents allowing their new foster son to risk himself constantly and indeed encouraging him to risk his life for yeah. this whale. Right. In this one, he's able to convince oceanographers and, and experts to steal the boat to right. to, to to ruin their careers. Yeah. They're like, we are not going to have a career after this. <laughs> yeah, I like even too. Randolph is like, ten years. That's what you get for stealing a boat and yeah. like all this shit. And he's like, so let's steal that boat. You're yeah, like, are you out of your fucking mind? What? Like, I really the whole time I was like, I hope the end of this movie is like they save him, whatever the typical ending, and then the epilogue is them in prison as cellmates. Yeah. So <laughs> like, I should yeah, see. Like I said, ten years. That'll, that'll <laughs> do it. No time off for good behavior here. I probably shouldn't have slugged that cop when he picked me up. <laughs> <laughs> I just hate the police. <laughs> Randolph, what are you doing? Randolph, classic Native American name, Randolph. <laughs> when you think Native American, you think Randolph. That's the one. Yeah, okay. The whale goes to eat Whaler Dad, but after Street Kid and Boys pleading, the whale saves him instead. Whaler Dad realizes he was wrong apologizes to his son, and gets arrested. Later, 
Street kid, boy, and whale keeper watch the whale's wife give birth. Gross. It's awful. It's awful. The little kid at the end says to his father, well, you made a mistake, Dad. Your son has just told you that your whole career is a mistake. Your father's career was a mistake. Your grandfather. Yes. And the guy's like, yeah, well, what am I going to do? <laughs> well, you fucked up. So, yeah. like, I don't want to to shoot down the suggestions of kids. Sometimes little kids have the <laughs> smartest ideas and they're sure, great. Sure, absolutely. But I don't know that I'm going to let my nine and 10 year old son rebuke me for the career that I've just kind of was pigeonholed yeah. into doing, just doing my best. I, look, it's terrible to kill whales, but the guy just admitted that he's going to change jobs. You don't have to make him feel bad about it. Yeah. Who knows how many, how many, how, how many layers of whale blubber he has on his, <laughs> <laughs> on his hands, what he's been responsible for. We can never know. <laughs> Look at all that sweet blubber. So, those are the plots, yeah? Those are the plots. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about the principles and the details of these films. Free Willy was an enormous success in the United States. Yes. Okay, and globally. It made over $150 million, and this is 90s money. Yeah. It got middling reviews. The originality, the sheer concept of a whale and a movie about a whale carried the day in some critics' minds. I, I struggled to think of too many others. I mean, I know there's Orca. You got the movie Andre about a seal. Yeah, that was another 90s kind of got rip free off, willy actually. It might have been a rip-off yeah. of Free Willy. Yeah. He's my best friend. Me and him are best friends. We're going to take your animal, and you're going to be the one in captivity. Even in this first movie, um, Free Willy, played by Kiko, a real whale, Yes. Was only in about half the shots. The other half were animatronic whale shots. Right. And by the time we get to the second and third movie, it's all animatronic because he was being relocated. How easy could a whale's life be anyway? I I'm not going to judge. <laughs> this film was also really big for that Michael Jackson song. Well, as a 90s rule, you know, any big movie you had coming out that you thought was going to be a big hit right. had to have a big song from a big artist attached to it. And as much as we joke, at the time, Michael Jackson's image wasn't so stained at this point. So he was naturally connected to kids' films and the yeah, idea And, and you of... know what it was? The 90s was very much about, like, synergy. Okay. So you've got, like, yeah, you yeah. know, Warner Brothers, who has Warner Brothers Records. They have their own recording company. They have their own film company. They have their own parks. Batman the movie, Batman the Return, and now Batman the Ride. It's a pretty impressive roller coaster that just opened for business at the Great Adventure Amusement Park in New Jersey. And we figured who better to try it out for us than producer Jimmy Jam. My feeling about these movies is that the first Free Willy they kind of stubbed their own toe and realized that, like, shit, we can't really profit on this whale because the whole point of the movie is to not profit on the whale. So right. I think they quickly, like, slapped that 800 number on at the end and were, and they <laughs> saved Kiko, started a foundation. Because, honestly, they could have started doing, like, water parks uh, at Six Flags and stuff and having a whale show sure, and sure. do all that shit. And they, did, they could not cash in on that, I think, is right. <laughs> the ultimate thing. I think it's also worth mentioning, um, there were different directors for all these films. Yes. But this director is actually a trilogy superstar. The director of the first Free Willy, Simon Winsor, also directed the third Crocodile Dundee film, Crocodile oh. Dundee in L.A. And what's kind of funny about him is he's famous for directing movies that involve animals very heavily. So you've got Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> you've got Operation Dumbo Drop. Oh, what? I like that one. Yeah, and you've got. Um, I think he did a, like a reboot of the Black Stallion too. So he's like a he's an animal wow. expert, Australian guy. She's this summer's biggest star, and Disney's got her. Um, then we move along to Free Willy too. Yes, boy, the bottom drops out here. Yeah. Okay, it was made for thirty million dollars and barely made its money back. Uh, terrible reviews. 
But yeah. by this time, we don't even really have Kiko. It's just a robotic double. No discernible difference, though, for me. And at the you end, know, we slap on some stock footage of whales jumping out of the water, and that's, fuck it, that's right. the whales. And that's the ball game. Yeah. <laughs> you got yourself a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Willie. Thank you. You've made my day. All right, Free Willie 3. By this time, the world doesn't care at all about Free Willy, about this issue. No one wants Free Willy. This was a crazy bomb in terms of money. It made no money. Everyone hated it. The director, if you look at his bio, and I didn't even write his name down, every other credit is a TV movie. Not some of them, not a few <laughs> of them. Every, this is this guy's yeah. biggest film ever, Free Willy 3. Like, this is what will be on his tombstone. That's sad. They yeah, should really movie. just put his name on it. It's his tombstone. Why did they? Why, the, why would they just chisel you know, Free Willy 3 on it? Okay, Scott, I think you know that that would... Uh, the sad thing is, what is his name? I didn't even write it down. I don't, I don't know. know. His name might be Free Willy 3. <laughs> I have given you my soul. Leave me my name! We said before they did a reboot of this. Okay, yes. with Bindi. Bindi Irwin. Bindi Irwin, the crocodile hunter's daughter. Total reboot, straight to video. Unconnected. Unconnected. We don't... It's nothing to us. The trilogy is maintained... And they even did a TV series, actually. 94 to 95, a series about this. Oh, so I don't even remember that. I don't either, but, but that was my first year in college. I don't remember anything. From the first time you taste your freedom, you hold on, you don't let it go. Honestly, there's no, like very few people that are in all three of these films. We're talking the main kid and the Native American dude. That's it. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk really fast. About Jason James Richter playing Jesse. Yes. We can talk really fast about it, because other than these films, he did nothing. Oh, okay. Nothing. Do you remember the co Cops and Robertsons with- I do. With Chevy Chase? He was one of his kids? Yeah. That? Oh, wow. So, he was also in The NeverEnding Story 3, and like so many kid actors, he wound up being in a heavy metal band. And we've seen that a lot. Naturally. Danny Cooksey, a few others. And Danny Tamborelli. Yeah. Um, That's always the second thing they want to try. Yeah, thanks. Enough already. No one... Well, I nailed acting. If you grew up in the 80s, right here, then you may have had some Corey Feldman posters on your walls. His name is synonymous with the decade. Movies like The Goonies, Stand By Me, Licensed to Drive. He's always had a passion for singing, and now Corey's got a double CD. The other person that was in all three of these films is the guy that um, played the Native American orca expert. The actor's name is August Schellenberg. Played Randolph Johnson. His entire resume is he's only played Native American characters in westerns that you've never heard of. Here's what I can tell you. Walker, Texas Ranger. He was on that TV show. Yeah. And finally, Kiko's the big deal, ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to Free Willy. The real whale that Free Willy was originally discovered by whale talent scouts at a small Mexico City amusement park where he was in an enclosure way too small for his size. Yeah. Which caused that dorsal fin to bend over to the side. It's well known that if a whale is enclosed too much and can't swim free, its fin bends over. Right. Which I think, in my opinion, takes away from a lot of the grandeur of Willie in all of these films. That Every time we see him, he's got that fucked up fin. Yeah. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. I want a better fin. I want a solid fin. Well, stop caging whales. Damn it, you're right, Scott. 
So the Free Willy Kiko Foundation was formed after this movie. It got a ton of publicity because everyone wanted to really free this whale from its actual imprisonment. So they moved him to an Oregon aquarium and finally moved him to Iceland to free him back into the wilderness. And uh, he just didn't acclimate. Swam to, to Norway and just wouldn't hang out with other pods. End of his life, he had to be hand-fed by humans. He had become too familiar with humans. Kind of institutionalized. And would chase point. around human boats because he associated them with humans. Good evening. We got the heartbreaking news from Norway tonight. Keiko, the orca whale known to millions as the star of the Free Willy movies, is dead. That's it. It's time for us to talk about how absurd these shits are. Yes. Okay, so let's break right into it with Free Willy. Imagine... If the only person who knew how you felt was a boy who felt it too in a world where beauty is held captive. Miss your family. It takes a special friend to set you free. Yeah, right at the top, a lot of B-roll of whales. This movie ultimately is about a boy losing his virginity. And that's to a whale. (laughs) Because the whale is photographed like sensuously coming out of the water, the the yeah. water glistening off it. It's it's sexual. Amy's, Look at those curves. I said that to Amy, and she's like, "There's something wrong with you." I'm I'm like, "This is sexual." Teaches <laughs> own. Let, let, let's you move know? on. Let's move on. Let's just go. <clears throat> I will say it progressively gets better over the movies, but this has one of the worst title cards I've ever seen. It looks like it's like fucking Popeye's about to begin, you yeah. know, with the fucking, yeah. you know, life preserver coming down. And I thought like Willie was going to stick his head through like, uh-huh. Sand blast me barnacles. If it ain't a mother whale and her baby child whale. I just hasn't the heart to separate scum. Come on, shoot that harpoon iron before they dive to the bottom and we'll lose him. Sorry, sir, but I can't get myself to shoot a mother and child, sir. I'd like to say this about orcas in general. Because of the way orcas are colored, we think those white patches are Are their their eyes. eyes. Absolutely. Okay, that's how we sort of see them and how we relate to them. But it's not their eyes. No, no. Their eyes are kind of down and to the side of the, not even in the white patch. Yeah. Maybe but, two times in this entire trilogy do they kind of do a close-up of the eye. Yeah. But really, you still don't know. You it's can really, tell, though, the way they cut to that close-up, you're like, that's not the real whale. That's that's an animatronic eye looking so at you. But it's so weird that we look at this creature in a different way than it, it really is. Right, yeah. Like, that's how I you have to keep it. reminding myself the whole time, like, yeah. that's not their eyes. Yeah, like, yeah. I didn't think the whale was so lovable in that picture, basically because of an insight Steven Spielberg gave me into movie Creatures. You relate to their eyes, he told me, and I could barely see Willie the Whale's eyes, so dark against his gray-black skin, so big a head that I could only see one eye at a time. Yes, Willie, you're a big blob to me. So, uh, you know, Jesse gets into trouble right at the top of the movie, him and those kids just stealing money from people, stealing stealing that cake. Fuck you. What was that about? Jesus. Somebody, someone worked hard on that cake. Yeah. But here's the funny thing, right? Do the cops really have nothing better to do than chase down a homeless child suspect in a cake robbery from hours ago? Hours later at night, they're eating the cake, and these cops are like, there they are, get them. Seriously? Well, you know, it's a small coastal town. (laughs) I suppose so. (laughs) Later on, Jesse says something like, what I really want is just to get an apartment of my own one day. Dude, you're 10 years old, okay? (laughs) Get real. Yeah. 
I mean, but like, really, these cops treat him like he's an adult the whole time. They're yeah. pushing him around. Would it be great if this entire time you just see cops busting kids, bring him into the precinct, and like in the background, murders are happening? <laughs> there you no go. No way stealing a cake on our watch. By the time police arrived, the man was out of sight. But if caught, the cake bandit could face serious charges. So he's at the police station. He's talking to his caseworker or yeah. whatever. And he's like, oh, you know, I'm still looking for my mom. I'm like, really, kid? You're still looking for your mom? He's like, nobody's heard from your mom in six years, Jesse. Jesse, like, reacts like, what? You've never <laughs> heard this before? You know they haven't found her. Again, through all this whole trilogy, every adult is trying to communicate to this kid that his mother is he should not coming back. A piece of shit and wants nothing to yeah. do with him. I mean, like, really, almost a little too brutally in this first movie to the kid. Like, really not candy-coating it at all. No. The state can't find your mom. The federal government can't find your mom either. Yeah, we'll find her. When are you going to get it, huh? When are you going to get it? Hey, your mom isn't coming back. Forgot the day she dropped you on our doorstep? Forgot about that. Well, I remember. Turned around and drove away. Didn't look around, didn't slow down, didn't even look in the rearview mirror. Sound like somebody's mama to you? I like to, when they first bring him home, and they're like, all right, uh, here's some clothes we got for you. We got you this gift. Oh, you don't want that? Okay, well, we got you this. And, the, and then there's a pair of Air Jordans sitting on the bed. <laughs> it's like, let's make a deal. Here's yeah. your shoes, and, <laughs> and here's your amazing <laughs> bedroom. Yeah. It's like the Nickelodeon game show yeah. prize pack, except they'd be Skechers and not, <laughs> and not Air Jordans. Skechers. Sketchers are fun shoes. Sneakers, boots, sandals, and shoes with lights in them called S-Lights. Sketchers and Kids Foot Locker, a winning combination. Sketchers, it's the S. So he has to go and he clean up his spray paint graffiti from the beginning of the movie yeah, at sure. the whale tank. And it's like the kid scrubs for six fucking seconds and then just goes and goofs off. He's set up by the adults. They're like, scrub off this tank and ignore the amazing, beautiful <laughs> whale. One well, foot he away. ignored it the first time when uh, they sprayed the shit out of the tank. I guess so. And when he, he bonds with Willie there and he says something like, he realized that Willie's in the tank. He's like, you're just like me. No, you're not. <laughs> okay? Not at all You're in not enclosed in a horrible tank. Lori <laughs> Petty, most well known for uh, League of Their Own. Tank Girl. Tank Girl, yes. But she has a line, she's talking to him. She's like, well, you know, Willie's a special case. And the kid just looks at her and goes, so who is he? He's like, what? He's a whale, kid. What are you, fucking stupid? What do you mean, who is he? It's so funny because they give this kid so many bad lines and go, yeah, go uh, for it, kid. Try to knock it out of the park. Oh, this movie's written so badly. And you're right. The kid can't even, he can't make any of these lines work. No, he can't. You're right. He's trying, but yeah. my God. He's got family out there. I heard him. Don't you get it? He's homesick. That's why he acts so weird. I think this is as good a time as any. To mention Michael Madsen as the foster father here. Yes. Now look, Michael Madsen. Is it me or does he look like he's ready to murder someone <laughs> yes. in every scene he's ever? Is it Quentin Tarantino I'm, or has he always just looked so murderous? I am always, I, the whole movie, I could, again, I've seen the first one and I couldn't remember the life of him like, Whoa, is he, like, abusive in this movie? He's, There's an gum. edge of just menace to you, everything. Yeah. Like, 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 he's just going to haul off and hit the yeah, kid. Like, he's like, straining to show any love and warmth. He can only yeah. be evil. Okay, I guess you're a kid and you're here. Uh. Yeah. I mean, when the kid is brought back, like, when the whale saves his life and they can't find one of the three times they can't find him, whatever. Right. Madsen looks at the kid with a, 
a look of sheer disgust. You combine him with Ironside being cast as the bad guy, and you're looking at two evil... All you need now is Michael Rooker, and you've got the most <laughs> evil people in Hollywood. Yeah, there's this literally the, a the, scene where I, he's talking to the kid, and the kid's talking, he's like, well, my mom's going to go get me. He's like, oh, yeah? That's not what I heard. Yeah. And then immediately in my head, yeah. the first next thing I heard was, are you going to bark all day, little doggy? Or are you going to bite? This is what I don't understand. <laughs> Did they mention that the whale had been starving himself this entire time? Because they're like, oh, can you feed him? Because we haven't been able to. Are you serious? It was so easy for me. He's a giant whale. He's hungry. Yeah. And they were like, wow. In his <laughs> mouth, huh? That's where you put it? I kept trying to stick it in his big white eye. Kid ties two things together, throws it into the tank. And Lori Petty's like, what's that? He's like, it's a toy I made. And she's like, well, yeah, go ahead. Just throw refuse into the tank. You know better than me. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll take your word for it. You know more about the whale than me at this point. I don't know if it was divine intervention or the kinship of all living things, but I tell you, Jerry, at that moment, I was a marine biologist. <laughs> when he's going to, like, run away, he comes and he's like, why'd you uh, come down to the cage here? tonight and it's like came to say goodbye i just didn't want to say goodbye <laughs> fucking what and the kid plays a harmonica he can only play one song three notes and it constantly lures that the he wrote. remember he's a hobo of course he plays a harmonica yeah down naturally down by the railroad tracks around the fire they all play harmonica around the fire can uh, yeah while they're cooking beans <laughs> i mean what the fuck what reality is this <laughs> and later when, when he's feeding the fish he like he brings him the fish and he's like oh you want me to put it in your mouth how did nobody hear this and go can we just change that line? again i'll say it again the movie is about a kid losing his virginity. He mentions that the whale is his soulmate in this movie. That's literally, it's their E.T. moment when he reaches yes. out and touches that yes. whale and yes. like rubs his nose. It is absolute. That's a great point. It is a fucking E.T. moment. The music is swelling yep. and then he just touches it like, and it's so anticlimactic. Like, oh. E.T., I don't think we should do this right now. I fly better when I've had a few. Randolph tells him the story of Nazi Klanay. Yeah. And I'm just here in Nazi clan. Me too. The I didn't whole understand time. any of it. The native parable went right over my head. I sat here and I was like, I, I can't. Yeah. It's too much for me. It felt like the fucking Parks and Recreation where they have the Native American guy come and like he doesn't fake, scare all the white people. That's right. Like, he does it, and then he takes off the curse and it's just some bullshit. He just made yeah. up. <laughs> that's like Randolph's just like, white people will believe anything, right? You just hand him a piece of wood, <laughs> tell him some bullshit. There are two things I know about white people. They love Rachel Ray, and they are terrified of curses. Willie's worth a million dollars? That seems like too much. I know it was a million dollars of insurance. But not if you don't have the theft insurance. Oh, my what God. What does yeah. that mean? Well, why? Because we don't have theft insurance uh, on the whale. Damn That's it, we why. should have purchased the whale theft insurance. Oh. You know, when my adjuster came in, he advised <laughs> that we... Make sure that if anyone stole the whale, we were well covered. I blew him off. I was like, who's going to steal? It's huge. How could you steal a whale? Meanwhile, if you can only picture how Willie feels, suddenly he's out of the water and like on a truck. The world around him, he must be like, what the fuck is all this? <laughs> yeah. This is what you people have been doing up here? He's like, like stuck in the mud. What's happening here? <laughs> the kid's spraying him with water? <laughs> I'm not convinced he would have cleared that jetty. No, I don't think so either. At all. No. 
And then you get that Michael Jackson song. Full Michael Jackson video at the end. Uh, and then the end of that song is so creepy. Oh, Michael's talking and just saying, yeah. he's just repeating the lyrics. Yeah. But like he's saying stuff like, you know, through all my violence. And will you be there even if, you know, some really bad story were to come out in, in yes. the press? <laughs> Would you still be there? I'll never let you part. So we should probably move on to the second Free Willy, Free Willy to the Adventure Home. Years ago, he forged a friendship out of loneliness. Now, their survival will depend upon that bond. We start off with an eagle, and then we're watching this eagle for a while, and then discover the eagle it has nothing to do with anything. It's one of the many themes in this movie, visual themes, just like denim. Every character in this movie seems to be clad in <laughs> denim from top to bottom. I think that's like a Northwest sort of thing. Here comes Wrangler, he's one tough customer. He likes life lean and a bit that's clean, yeah. We're introduced immediately to the new uh, the brother. And yes. that, that character is played by Francis Capra. He's worth mentioning because he's also young Calogero in A Bronx Tale, which is fascinating because he's terrible in this movie. They really overplay the idea like, here's a kid from the city. He, he talks from the yeah. city, dresses from the city. Al Pacino is my dad. He's wearing a Knicks cap. Yeah. Kid offends the Native American immediately. Hi, my name's Elvis. I'm half Apache. Pleased to meet you, Elvis. Apache. They're the sworn enemy of my people. Meanwhile, our orca guarding friend is extremely tolerant of this kid's anti-native yeah. Kind of messes talk. with him a little bit back, yeah. like, ah, that's my sworn enemy. Just kidding, kid. Sleep with one eye open tonight, okay? <laughs> Have a good time camping in the middle of nowhere. Did I say Apache? Oh, I meant, I meant, I meant Cherokee. That's even worse. Michael Madsen returns. He's obviously coloring his hair in the second film. Yes. Sort of a soy sauce black that he's affected for <laughs> us all. That sunny black. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Listen to me, you cocksucker. I'll eat your fucking boss for breakfast. Do you understand me? Jesse is still a whiny little bitch yeah. in this movie. He finds out his mom died. Mom, he never really knew anyway. I don't want a brother, you guys. I want my mom. This kid does not know how to act angry. Yeah. Like, it's just so, it's so it's laughable awkward. every it's time stilted. he does it. And he runs out of the room, 80s sitcom style. Like, I don't yeah. want to talk about it and just runs out yeah. of the room. You're way too old to be behaving this way. Yeah. And then he runs to the dock and he goes over and he just picks up some random piece of wood, throws it, and goes... Get out of here. Oh, he doesn't, like, Scott, what? he doesn't run to the dock. He defiantly rides his bike down yes, the dock right. in this long shot. And he gets <laughs> to the end and he throws wood. Throws wood. <laughs> like he went there just to throw that wood into the water. Like, oh, I'm going to get to that like, piece of wood. Listen, dude, for two years, everyone's been trying to convince you that your mother's a crack whore. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't want to believe anyone. Shut up and leave me alone. Uh, yeah, so he meets the goddaughter, the actress from Gilbert Grape. Right. And uh, he catches him looking Randolph, and he's like, hey, come on, give me a break, Jesse. She's my goddaughter. He's like, so what are you saying? Like, I'm saying don't fuck her. I think <laughs> I'm being pretty clear here. Leave her alone. Come on, I get along very well with the whale. Obviously, <laughs> I can handle your goddaughter. Yeah. <laughs> I'll seduce her with my one harmonica tune, and everything will be fine. Yeah. And when he sees Willie for the first time, the love in his eyes, he screams, Willie! Yeah. Again, stop being amazed. You've seen him up close. 
He saved your life multiple right. times in a tank. Been he, there. He jumped over you. Yeah. It's your best friend, dickhead. I mean, if you I had you. one whale who just let you like ride them and do whatever the fuck you wanted and would not hurt you whatsoever, I feel like I'd react that way too, seeing that whale. That's a good point. You know? Maybe then, you don't have a strong then connection. Then he has Maybe that you... whole emotional scene where he's by the dock and Willie comes, brings his head up. Yeah. And honestly, that whole routine gets played out by the third movie. We get it. His head will suddenly come up right next to the kid on the dock. Yep. Stop it now. It occurs to me that it's possible that the orca reacts every time he plays the harmonicas because it's screaming in pain because it's hurting its ears so badly. That could be. Like, he's just coming up going, please stop. <laughs> just please. I'm begging you. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking is yeah. happening here. I'll let you ride around me if you stop. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. <laughs> you know, even when you're saying he, was, he screams out, it's Willie. <laughs> like, it's hilarious. He's saying it to Randolph, and Randolph has a look like, yeah. I know. I just told you that, <laughs> that I found him. We're going to see him. And now you're telling me it's Willie. I wrote down. Got it. I wrote down enough. You lame bitch. <laughs> Dude, you're a little bitch. I am not. I don't even know why I hang out with you guys. Cause you're a piece of shit. I am not a piece of shit. Well, yeah, but you're a little bitch. Sure. They have that harmonica scene where he drops it in the water and he brings it out. And he opens his mouth like, oh, Willie, you have my harmonica. No fucking way that He's thing like, retrieves that. Here, I'll grab it. And I was just waiting for him to bite his arm yeah. off and have it be like, that's what we call the long con. <laughs> <laughs> the leg. You can touch him. Oh, no, that's okay. I don't... No, go ahead. <laughs> oh, come on. Okay. Here's something that I have to mention. Why is it in all three of these films, everyone is so unwilling to put on a bathing suit? They're constantly jumping into the water with all their clothes on all yeah. the time. They're wearing heavy <laughs> denim, jackets, shoes. Yeah. I'll bet nobody can tell by looking. But you know what? This terrific bikini was made by a paper company. The international paper company made it just for me. Trilogy superstar. Elizabeth Pena. Am I saying her name right? I believe that's we correct. We know her from Rush Hour. We talked about her at length in Rush Hour. Yeah. You know, she's a tendency to say all of her lines in a, in a sultry and sexual way, needlessly. The whales become beached by the oil. They dig some of the oil out, and they hand it to Elizabeth Pena because she's the like researcher, and they're like, yeah. they're like, run this down to the lab immediately. Run this blowhole oil down to the lab. We know what it yeah. is. Oh, which lab did you want me to go what to? What is she going to tell us? It's oil. It's yeah. stopping up his blowhole. Yeah. You got it from his blowhole. Yeah. Tell him it's for me and tell him it's an emergency. Yes, yeah, ser seriously. I, that Put line. all your other blowhole samples aside <laughs> and get to this one immediately. Exactly. Because we've got an emergency. <laughs> Meanwhile, all of the rest of the pollution is being ignored. We're focusing on these whales. There's fish. And birds, we never see them. It's yeah. just six whales. I love to the, the celebrations of these small victories that mean nothing. Like <laughs> it's beached, and they're like, "Quick, quick, push her back in!" They push yay! her like, "Yay!" We pushed her back into the oil, right? And then wait a second, she's beached herself again. Yeah, isn't it around this point where he's dating the girl and she's crying, and he rips his shirt? It's off. my very next note. He rips his shirt to give her a hanky. What? Rips the pocket <laughs> off his shirt. And then he gives it to her as a hanky, 
and then she blows her nose in it. Ew! Like, I just wrote, you're both weird. Like, <laughs> both of you are fucking weird. The fact that you went for the pocket was the first thing you thought of to help her out, to dry her tears. And she used it. Yeah. She wasn't like, what the fuck? Blew her nose this? in it, which I think is almost like an insult. Your dirty, your like... dirty shirt. And they both seem pleased with the moment. Sorry, I tore your shirt, Vincent. I don't know what happened. So Elvis runs off. We're talking about the bad guys want to sell the whales. Apparently, that's that's a way to profit. We can sell these whales to 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 places. Yeah, to where? <laughs> They're like, don't worry about it. Somehow, money will be made out of nowhere when you least expect it. This song plays. Have you seen my childhood? I'm searching for the world that I come from. It's it's frightening. It's like he was inside the tent. She opens up the tent like Elvis, and it just nah. like Elvis. No, it's Michael Jackson. It's so abrupt. It's it not comes Elvis. out of nowhere. It's so upsetting. You're like Michael yeah. Jackson's like, talking about his fuck? childhood. Get over it. Seriously, everyone didn't have a perfect childhood with swings. Oh, I didn't have a really good first uh, ten years, but then I had a really yeah. awesome like last thirty. Yeah, and, and like, guess what? <laughs> you devoted the last thirty to being a child. No one's a child for thirty years. Yeah, you get it another ten. After that, you're an adult. Yeah. And at this point, Willie can completely communicate. He's like, here's what I need you to do. Go to this net. Yeah. Jump. Break it. Free your friends. Yeah. It's, I- it's not even like hand signals anymore. <laughs> it's just, all right, here's what's going to happen. Game plan. Okay, ready? Break. The whale nodded. <laughs> Give me a thumbs up. Doesn't even have thumbs. How'd he do that? Thumbs are opposable. We share them with the monkeys and with the apes. Elvis comes back and he goes and he tells them they're going to sell the whales. And he goes like, why should I trust you? Kid goes, because nobody ever has. Like That's the opposite of a good reason to trust you. (laughs) If no one has ever trusted you, why would I start trusting you? You're untrustworthy. Hey, fuck you, man. Who put this thing together? Me. That's who. Who do I trust? Me. And then strangely at the end of this movie, M. Emmett Walsh shows up. For 10 seconds. For 10 seconds. He is a famous actor in everything. He must have had a much larger role that was cut from the movie. I agree. Like, he had to have been, like, negotiating early. Actually, a trilogy superstar, he was in Mixing in Action. We talked about him being Ah, in one of the Mixing in Action movies. That's right. He's been in a lot of cool movies. He's been about four minutes of the movie. It's really inexplicable. Yeah. For an actor, like, really the biggest, in my mind, Almost the biggest name in the movie in terms of yeah, resume. For sure. But so, I mean, maybe Michael Madsen. But other than right, that, yeah. Yeah. Bastard. Random son of a bitch. Typical run of the mill bastard. Just another example of bad dialogue. And maybe it's bad dub dialogue, but it just, it's clunky. And it's the kid, Jesse's running down the boardwalk, and Elizabeth Pena stops him, grabs him. And she goes, she's like, Jesse, I'd like to do something, but I don't know what to do. And Jesse goes, I do. And she goes, go for it. The fuck kind of interaction was that? Why'd you even stop him? Why did we need that? Well, not everything a guy says needs to be said. Sometimes it's just about the music of a conversation. I genuinely laughed at the end 
when he's hooking him up to the helicopter to get Elvis out of there. And he's like, yeah, it's no problem. We'll just hook you up. It's just like bungee jumping. Cause he said, he's yeah. like, he just goes, but I never went bungee jumping. I lied. As he's getting pulled away. <laughs> I guess it made me think of commando, which I know we are both fans yeah, of huge fans, but the, you know, the line. Remember Sally when I promised to kill you last. That's what made you, you did. I lied. All right, Free Willy 3, The Rescue. For as long as there have been boats to sail, boys have followed their fathers out to sea. Now, Jesse and Randolph find themselves on an adventure that will take them farther than they ever imagined, as Willy teaches everyone a lesson in compassion. We are immediately introduced to a new kid, and it just felt like, oh, sorry, wrong movie, like five minutes in, and then we were like, okay, here's Jesse. Yep. Like, it, no. it was just very clunky the way they were trying to marry these two stories throughout. Agreed. Um, uh, the new kid's name is Vincent Berry. He really looks weird, but he's, oddly enough, a trilogy superstar. He was in uh, Big Mama's House too. Doesn't jump right to memory, but I wrote down young, ugly, and unappealing. He's a child, but you're right. There's just something weird about his face. Yeah, and we see our old friend, asshole, Jesse's driving in a Volkswagen van, and it reminded me of the Bad News Bears when they're traveling to Texas and they're yeah. driving in that Volkswagen van. Right. He's all pimple-faced now. He's he's clearly a teenager. Yeah. I like at the beginning, too, he come, he gets to the boat, and there's this whole unnecessary bit with the pizza. Pizza. And, I? like, there's a pizza guy coming in, and then he tries to give the pizza to Jesse, and Jesse's like, nah, man. And he's like, oh, do you work here? And he's like, well, yeah, sure, but... Randolph's looking down, ha, 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 we always... Prank the new guy with yeah. the old pizza gag. What are you yeah. talking about? And they're all like, coming. he's coming from above. People are coming from the side, grabbing slices and, and being again, all sassy. What, and this is our introduction to the crew. Is, what is this boat? The other one we're not <laughs> sure. In this one, I guess it's a research boat, but later there's some authority some there. Some sort of and... uh, pizza party boat. Party. As like Randolph takes a slice of pizza and goes like, mm, good pizza. You can clearly see that's not good pizza. Uh, no, that's like uh, maybe a Domino's or Little something. Caesars or something. Yeah, 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 that shit's like cardboard. So you better be sharp. You better be slick. Party. So, you know, I, I want to talk about a little bit the other side, the better side of the story, the whaling family. In keeping in with the Michael Madsen tradition, since he didn't return, they've decided to cast as a father another evil man. Another menacing looking guy. His yeah. name is Patrick Kilpatrick. <laughs> really? Okay. That's how he got the job. <laughs> That's his name. He killed Patrick. I recognized him because he's in a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie called Death Warrant. Plays an evil character called The Sandman. And he's like a serial killer, the embodiment of evil. And at the end of the movie, after burning him severely, Van Damme <laughs> impales his head on a spike. And he still says, with his head on the spike, he says, You can't kill me. I'm the Sandman. <laughs> and I've never forgotten it. I might wind up putting the real... If I find the real cue, I'll put that in. And I was a pretty good... I mean, I've, I was like, whoa. That... So when I saw this, I'm like, holy shit, the Sandman is a whaler now. Because <laughs> you, you got him with his big mustache and that creepy grin, and then he goes to the kid and his weird face, and it's just like... they Literally, there yeah. are 12 shots of him like before he finds out that he's kills whales... I think to force the relationship that right. they have a good relationship, he picks something up, looks at him, smiles. Exactly. Kid smiles back. Every time that the kid does something wrong, you think the father's going to yell, kill him. And he's like, yeah. 
and everything's fine yeah. here. You'll learn. You're a good boy. Can't do me, Burke. I'm the Sandman. He gets on the boat. They spear that whale, and then below deck, they're talking to the kid. One of the crew members is like, "One of us now, Max. Yeah. Here's what do they give? Here's a here's a a whale heart." <laughs> Whatever yeah. they, you know what I mean? You're a part of the evil gang now. <laughs> Congratulations, Max, on your first day. And he's like, I didn't do anything. Like, yeah, but you also didn't do anything to stop us, you know? <laughs> so what do you do with the whales? And he's like, like, yeah, that's right. We cut up the whale and we sell it for $200 a pound. And it's super illegal. Like, he's like giving him like too <laughs> many really, details. Like, I told you, here's the return and what right. we get. And then when we divvy it up, here is what my take is. He's like, what if the kid's wearing a wire? For God's sake, there's only one way to put an end to this nuisance. He's wearing a wire! What? You son of a. It's funny, too. They're like, oh, I think she might be pregnant. Oh, and they're like, way to go, Willie. You're like, you don't know that's Willie's. Yeah. Rip. You don't know that there wasn't another whale. Who Come came on. And fu- I mean, did you watch them fuck you? have yeah. no idea. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like Willie's just like, I'm just going to let them think whatever. Works out better for me. Yeah, I'm <laughs> fine with it. Whoever's kid it is. <laughs> you are not the We fuck. are gone! <laughs> we are gone! You <laughs> take my lawyer tomorrow morning! Jesse, he follows a little kid and he's like, he's like, I know your dad's a whaler. Kids like he's a salmon fisherman. Not one minute later does he go into the library and take out ten books on whaling. Jesse walks up and he's looking at ten fucking books on whaling. Yeah. End of story. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> yeah. You've seen what whaling looks like. Now look what your dad does. Maybe don't trust this tiny child with such an important secret. Secret? Why can't you use my spray? Because nothing beats secret roll on for stopping wetness. Not even your He-Man spray. Their boss or whatever on the boat they're on won't do anything and won't right. call it in. But Randolph says at one point, like, he was like, well, we have to stop them. He's like, we won't always be able to stop them, Jesse. Maybe not tomorrow or next year. Those monsters will find him. Jesus, Randolph. All right, fine. Fuck it. Why even try? Jeez, right? What's like, this movie even for? You're enjoying your day. Everything's going your way. Then along comes Debbie Downer. Jesse introduces Max to to Willie pretty much, and they're riding them yeah. around and shit. And I was watching, and I'm like, how did I get through my childhood without ever riding a whale and all the emotions that that, <laughs> that brings and connects All those for rich me? kids growing up how'd riding I, whales. How did I do that? <laughs> I do like that scene, too, because it was another of me trying to end the movie quick. So it was like, you know, oh, it's cool. I know Willie, and they can do all these cool tricks. Come on, get in the water. All right, now they're in the... Oh, my God, it's not Willie. It's not Willie! <laughs> My revision was Max is finally led to Willie, and he's like, this is Willie, and Max is like, finally, and he pulls out a gun, he's like, I was with my father the whole time. The scene with the mom, like, oh, it's fine, honey, don't worry, I know it's wrong, but he does it for us, and he'll never get caught, so it's fine. Like, she gives him, like, a million reasons why it's okay. Like, her, her <laughs> eyes love, flashing around the room, like, trying to justify it to him. She's like, uh, yeah. everything's fine here, uh, you know. <laughs> We're fine with it. We're fine with it. I questioned Daddy, too, when we first got married, but I learned really fast not to question yeah. Daddy about his job, <laughs> about the whales. Yeah, I love that excuse of, like, it's not like you'll ever get caught. No, he could, though. Uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. But uh, everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? So we get to the confrontation where the kid sneaks onto the boat and Randolph is in the bar. And the kid says to him, distract 
the, the yeah. whalers. I'm on the boat, so I'm trying to find evidence. Yeah. Okay. So Randolph does this whole drunk routine. Hey, remember me? And they start yeah. a, and like the whole bar fight occurs. Immediately, the kid gets on the mic and he's like, "Where are you? What's going on? What are you doing?" He's doing just what you said, idiot. Yeah, give him a second. Jesus. Seriously, you told him to stall them. That's what yeah. he's doing. Also, you're sneaking on a boat. Shut the fuck up. Stop screaming Stop into the microphone. Stop talking all the time. There's other people are on the boat. You know he's got a whole crew. <laughs> That's what I love, too. There's even a point. They start that fucking fist fight, and this, like, ridiculous music starts playing yeah. in the background. But then plays, like, it must be happening in the scene because you can hear it on the radio yeah. on his end. Did a band just start picking up and be like, oh, Oh, we got ourselves a fight. I did want to see that whaler dad get eaten like Quinn and Jaws, though. Like, I was waiting for him to just snack right into him. Watching him bounce around in that ocean. His face is like, I hate this whale. I love this whale. He's saving me. He's hurting me. I don't know what to think. I'm in a period of transition. It's so strange. Nuke the whales? You don't really believe that, do you? I don't know. Gotta nuke something. So yeah, you got the whale birth at the end, and it's 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 gross. Yes. Why would these people give this whale its privacy? They're in. <laughs> it just, it's giving birth. They're under the water. Yeah. They're watching Excuse it. Excuse me, guys. Oh God, can't it have a second? Yeah. For God's sake. Like they're the fucking paparazzi. And then suddenly they slap on the screen some one eight hundred number, and I'm gotta I gotta call in and save a whale. I don't know. Which they only do for the first and third movie, not the second one. Yeah, which I weird. think is kind of odd. Yeah. Imagine. If the world you lived in, the space you breathed in, and the freedom you played in was suddenly taken away. So, Scott, that's basically all I have on Free Willy. That's all anybody will ever have on Dear Free Willy. Dear God, I knew this. these were going to be kind of awful, and I kind of went with the flow. Yeah. You know? Another guy that always seems to go with the flow is our friend Phil. Yes. Our, our correspondent. We send them out to do important things, and Scott. And uh, yeah, this week, uh, you know, he went out and he uh, sent us a little report about the Free Willy trilogy, and uh, here it is. Hey folks, Phil here, your field correspondent for the Trilogy Podcast. This time, Vin and Scott have allowed me to select my own assignment. <laughs> so in celebration of the Free Willy trilogy, I'm in the Pacific Northwest about to embark on a whale-watching tour, and I am very excited. Vin and Scott agreed it would be a great idea, so they booked my tour for me, and here I am. Let's climb aboard. All aboard, we be shoving off. We be taking any and all able-bodied seamen. <laughs> seamen. <laughs> aye, aye, Captain. Wow, this must be some sort of pirate-themed excursion here. This, this is great. What fun. Look alive, you scallywags. We've just heard a family of orcas has been spotted just off the coast. Oh, boy. Now all crew report to the poop deck. <laughs> Ready the breech loader. <laughs> poop deck. He said poop deck. <laughs> What's a breech loader? Maybe it helps the whales better. Oh, no, that's that's a spear gun. That's a spear gun. Oh, oh, no. Uh, excuse me, Captain? ER, didn't I tell ye to get to the poop deck? Yes, yes, you did, and I was about to head over there. C can't wait to get pooping, but I, uh, this is a whale-watching boat, right? Aye, lad. We watch the whales. Ha, <laughs> phew. 
thank goodness. And then we get real close to the whales. Good. And then we take aim at the whale. Bad. Then we capture the whale. Oh, no. Then we kill it. No. Cut it up. No. Weigh it out and send it to the Japanese. Oh. And they pay us a shitload of money, and it's all highly illegal. Wow. Okay. I need to get off this boat. You're a part of this crew now. And as the new fish, you'll be doing the shooting. What? Grab him! Please! Please! I love whales! No! Ahoy! There he be, laddie. Now, load that there spear gun. I won't do it! Nothing you can say can make me change my mind. Then we throw ye overboard into shark-infested waters. They'll toy with you at first, playing tug-of-war with your buddy while you scream in agony. But when they're done playing, they go right for the tastiest part of the man. The dick. Okay, so where's that spear? Good lad. Now, remember, before firing, make sure your hands are clear of the spear shaft. <laughs> spear shaft. Wait, should this rope go around my leg? Man overboard! Yar, leave him. The sea has chosen him as its sacrifice. Please help! Plus, that guy was really annoying. I did not want to do a whole boat ride with him. I'm not a great swimmer. I mean, he was probably going to cry the whole way. Am I right, fellas? Good decision, Captain. Truly, the sea is a cruel mistress. In English or in the whale language, Phil leads a sad, sad life. Yes. Scott, break it down for me. Tell me the whole sum up of this trilogy. Uh, it sucks. Um, the first one, <laughs> for some reason, really gripped people. As a kid, I saw it, and I was somewhat gripped by it and interested in it. And, you know, uh, it was a bit of movie magic somehow that they made this work. Right. The other two were unnecessary and uh, the same thing, sort of. So, I mean, you know, it's hard to pick which one you like more than the other, really. But yeah. I think I would say a one, three, two. Okay. I mean, the first time was the time that it was like, wow, what a fresh idea. Falling back on the idea of the, the originality of the first one. Right. And then the second one just seemed so clumsy and Ugh. kind of tripping all over itself the whole time. And the third one, you know, it told a different story, but it was okay. So, I mean, they all sucked. But yeah, one, three, two. That's going to be my Unsuccessful? Order. Unsuccessful. Okay. That's pretty cut and dried, Scott. It's definitely unsuccessful. I disliked all of the films, but for me, the order is a little different. I'm going to go with the rare 312 because for me, I enjoyed the wailing element, the idea of a conflict from the villain sure. and his redemption. And thanks to Blackfish, you know, we'll never, we'll never you see another one. You mentioning Blackfish and the uh, documentary about I know the about that, the famous documentary about how SeaWorld is evil. Yes. But I didn't need Blackfish. I watched this trilogy and i realized <laughs> and that they're, they're being tortured everything about whales yeah. is evil ladies and gentlemen my name is vin my name is scott and we do the trilogy podcast thank you so much for listening in addition to doing the instagram page for us i want to shout out our youtube page i've recently redone it in addition to all of the podcasts being on youtube if you like to listen to your podcast that way we have it for you but i also have a lot of funny uh, little clips videos movie mashups that go along with our episodes so check them out really funny stuff yeah, and I do the Twitter, uh, so uh, we got some fun polls on there and stuff for you to check out. Approaching so. a 1,000 followers, yeah, what? We're almost there, so, you know, if you haven't followed yet, do so. Interact with us, check out our polls. Yeah. Slowly but surely, folks, we are the turtle in this race, but we're going to get there, and the finish line is the most popular movie podcast 
on Earth. Yeah, it th- already is in our minds. I got to tell you, Vin, I have had a whale of a time. <laughs> I don't like how you looked at me and made eye contact. Clearly, because you prepared that final line. <laughs> of course. I had no opinion before. Now I dislike whales. Thank you, Free Willy. Thank you. We're free! We're free from Willy! There's a noble fleet of whalers a-sailing from Dundee. Well manned by British sailors to work them on the sea. On a western ocean passage, none with them can compare. But the smartest ship to make the trip is the Belainer, I declare. When the wind is on her quarter and her engine's working free, there's not another whaler a-sailing from Dundee. can beat the old Belainer, you needn't try her on. For we'll challenge all both large and small from Dundee to St. John. It happened on a Thursday, four days after we left Dundee.